The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series authored by Mercedes Lackey, Dennis Lee, Cody Martin, with Larry Dixon and Veronica Jaguer. Read and produced by Veronica Jaguer. Suffer, Part 2. Written by Mercedes Lackey and Dennis Lee. Breathe, Bella commanded, her wet hair dripping all over the couch. Vicky obeyed. Meanwhile, the healer was doing that laying-on-of-hands thing, and the pain was ebbing. Not gone, never gone, but it felt like she could move again without sobbing. Long, slow breaths, like I showed you. What the hell happened before Red showed up? Fell, Vicky said, unclenching her teeth. Parkour course, up the wall halfway. Bella nodded, her face a mask of concentration. Gotcha. Look, he's... Right, Vicky interrupted, fighting the wave of panic again. He's right. But I can't. Not today. Maybe not ever, she added to herself. Just, can you get me working? Bella snorted. Baby, I can get you working in my sleep. Sarah gave me a jolt of angel juice. Good God, if I could bottle that, I could make half of Atlanta metahuman and we'd roll over the Kriegers without even stopping to notice. Close your eyes and breathe. Don't be mad at him. Vicky said quietly. He, he just tried to do what a good tactician would. Bella just snorted again. <laughs> Breathe. They were in. It had been easy. Pride had done exactly what he said he would. His supplied codes had worked, and they sped through various access points with no need for on-the-spot jamming. The guard schedule had shown a brief window of thirty minutes when a skeleton crew worked before the next major shift rotation. Victrix, sounding as if that wail of panic had never crossed her lips, examined the video cameras via Red's feed and read him back the instructions on hacking them with the electronic doodads that Mel had in her pack, putting them on a loop of an empty corridor. The one time they'd encountered a lone guard on his way out of the bathroom, Mel had stepped forward and met the guard's gaze. He saw a group of black-clad and masked mercenaries rush him, and in the lead, Mel charged, hidden beneath a carefully constructed illusion of the renegade blacksnake head, Jack. The guard shrank back in fear. And from beneath her illusion, Mel struck, knocking his legs out from under him while Pride descended and knocked him out. Bella made sure he was going to stay put, and that there was no permanent damage. They left him in a stall, sitting on a stool, door locked. They were in. They were undetected, and most importantly, they had planted an image of their patsy. Their plan, up to this point, was going unsurprisingly well. I've said it on many occasions, Jeanie thought. The best job is an inside job. What is this place anyway? Bella asked, frowning. You'd think Echo would be using all this office space, or whatever it is. Well, they were until two days ago, Vicky replied. 
Vert cleared it out and hasn't moved his own peeps in yet. Even Vertigree can't get a bureaucracy moving, not even when it's its own. Especially not when Miss Ferrari is running the bureaucracy, Yankee Pride chuckled. Shut up, prick, Ramona hissed. She pointed at her head, then Pride's, and made a harsh gesture with her hands. Pride nodded an apology. Right, use the code names, he thought, admonishing himself for his stupidity. Can't be too careful. Check for an audio pickup, said Vicky with a touch of urgency. Anything. Might be something in a phone. Fifty feet around you ought to do it. Gadgeteer has the bug detector. We've been clean since we got through the last checkpoint, Mel answered, pointing to a small device on her wrist. Various lights representing meters flickered across the surface, bobbing up and down in slow and steady waves. And once more, for the record, I want to remind you all that I hate my code name. I wish Apollonius wasn't so literal, Vicky fretted. What's Apollonius? Mel wanted to know. Apollonius of Tyana. He was a blind seer, mystic, and mage, Vicky said absently. I hate doing this thing blind. Though Apollonius was also one of the greatest magicians of his time, he was... Knock it off, Red said, pointing his camera to the vault door. We're here. Picking up on this, Apollonius? Well, that's your objective, Badger. I never should have told you that story, he muttered. Or let you pick the code names. Payback, she is a bitch. Yeah, yeah. So, we're in position. Give me the readings. As Mel stepped forward and gave the fault a scan, Vicky felt a stab of guilt. The others might not have heard the accusation in Red's tone, but she had. She should be there. She should have been standing next to Mel, feeling about for any sign of arcane traps or locks. There shouldn't be any. Echo didn't believe in magic. But that was what they had thought about the Goldman Catacombs, and besides, there was a new boss in town. It had been a major topic of contention during the planning stages. Try as she might, Vicky couldn't penetrate this vault at distance. It had been properly shielded against any and all of her scrying efforts. There might be more overlap between magic and psionics than she had thought. Certainly the place was buzzing with psionic white noise generators— Bella said it was like having a bee in your head. Or it might just be that there was nothing in the way of natural materials there for her to get an anchor on. Inevitably, someone had brought up the idea of her tagging along, of dealing with any mystical protection of the vault on site. Ramona's question was met with a moment of terrified blankness from Vicky, a warning look from Bella, and an impatient shrug from Reggie. The compromise came from a surprising source, though reluctantly, from the genie himself. Victrix didn't need to come along. She could use a medium, preferably someone she had operated through before. Of all of them, curiously, the easiest link was made through Red. Mel stepped back and shook her head. 
I'm not reading any unusual cavities in the surrounding walls or unexpected readings from the door itself, electrical or otherwise. I think you can blow it. Red didn't move, as he was busy fighting his own demons. Just days ago, he had silenced the fruitless arguing and had suggested acting as Victrix's medium. They were running low on options and time, and he had put it out there to get them back on track. He hadn't really let it sink in, until today, what he was agreeing to. This never ends well. This never ends well. And just hours before, hadn't he tried to talk Victrix into leaving her nest, the safety of her home? But had he done this because she needed to be brave, because it made the most sense to have her with them? Or was he simply afraid? Afraid of giving up control, of letting someone else surge through him with chaotic forces? It hadn't been the first time. And, no, it never did seem to end well. Did I cave for her or for me? For her strength or my weakness? Finally, he drew a deep breath and stepped forward. Grimacing, he laid his hands on the door. You set, Apollonius? Yes, sir, Vicky replied. I'll make this as unobtrusive as possible. Gee, thanks, he muttered. Hit it. Back in her room, she stirred a little, winced as her abused muscles whimpered, her skin pulled and rippled with sharp pains. She took deep breaths, waiting for the hurt to subside, then narrowed her concentration and whispered the words of the mnemonic. This was actually the opposite of the spell that had called Herb. That one was going out. This one was to allow things to come in. Her hand moved the planchette mouse on the drawing board. The mouse drew... Nothing, except... There's nothing on the door, she reported. But the vault has something surrounding me inside. Something is as close as I can get. It's like an energy field, or an internal skin. A... Giant dry cleaning bag? Mel suggested. It's not a bad analogy, Vicky said. What's it do? Red asked between clenched teeth. He fought panic and a terrible desire to simply wrench his hands free and leave. Instead, he leaned in and pressed against the barrier, his arms trembling with the effort. It keeps things out like the psionic jammer, except it's a field. So it's keeping magic out, too. I don't think that's on purpose, but I'm not sure. She sighed. The difference that makes no difference is no difference. It's sealed for someone's protection. Can I blow this door or not? Red grated. Yes. Mel and Vicky said simultaneously. There is nothing on the door, Vicky added. Red withdrew his hands immediately from the barrier. Then get out of me, he snarled. 
Vicky cut the connection abruptly. Right, sorry. She stammered. Red motioned for Mel to hand him her backpack, rummaged quickly through it for the battery-sized explosives and the detonator, and went to work. He didn't say another word. The door supports had snapped with muffled pops as the suppressors on the encased explosives muffled the blast. The barrier started to fall and was deftly caught by Pride, who struggled under the weight. He was soon joined by the others. Slowly, they eased the door aside and cautiously entered the vault. Beyond the portal was a large room, everything in it stored haphazardly, as if people had just shoved things in here they knew vaguely were valuable without knowing quite what anything was, or did. They saw the expected cache of weapons, sealed file cabinets, a couple of racks of armor, bottles and jars and boxes that could have come out of ancient tombs or been teleported from the future. And there, finally, they saw Alex Tesla's sleek, futuristic desk. It had been dumped off to the side and shoved up against a wall like a thing of no importance. Obviously, the only reason it was here was because... Ramona walked up to it and rattled a drawer. Or tried. The drawer was pretty solid. Locked, she said. It's not something easily jimmied. That's probably why it got sent here. The, no one wanted to take the chance that it might have something important in it, but since no one took dynamite to it, they just don't know whether there is something important or just pencils, staplers, and a box of acid reflux pills. Apollonius, Pride said. Are you able to read this room now that the door has been blown? More importantly, can you do something to circumvent the lock? No. Viggy answered in frustration, her hand extended in front of her as she pushed on the distant barrier. That field is still keeping me out. I haven't found a way to crack through it yet. Which tells me it's psionic, and keeping me out is secondary. I don't know enough about Psy to get leverage on this thing. It's like wrestling with a wet snake. God damn it! Bella muttered, shaking her head as if something was in her ears. She's right, it's Cy. It's, it's like having a high-pitched whine in my head. It's getting louder. Suddenly she froze. Oh, shit. Everybody out! Too late. An alarm sounded as a secondary barrier slammed down out of the ceiling, covering the hole where the vault door had been. The air vents gushed clouds of pale white vapor. Pride's head snapped up, his eyes widening as he realized he was right under one of the ceiling vents. He got a faceful and went down as if he'd been poleaxed. Vicky slammed her hands down on her desk, her eyes frantically scanning all the feeds as one by one her team fell limp like a bunch of rag dolls. The telemetry said they weren't dead. Of course not, this was an echo vault, and Bird hadn't had a chance to go lethal with countermeasures. They were all down. All of them. Except... Of course. Jeannie. Don't you breathe? She screeched, her eyes fixed to his camera feed. He was darting about the room, his hands running along the walls. 
Meanwhile, she was running a fast search through the Echo protocols for what the hell they might have as knockout gas in a vault. It's Hermione! she shouted. It's Hermione gas, yeah, Red grunted. I'm somewhat resistant to it. You're resistant to? She stopped, for once totally without words. Okay, look, there's stuff in Bella's medic pack that should wake all of them up. Vials are coded red, pre-measured doses, and single-use hypos. That's great, Red gasped. But someone should have a talk with the techs who set this up. This dosage is too high. I'm starting to get a massive headache, and our friends here will have brain damage if they're exposed for much longer. I need to get this damned door open. Vicky swiveled in her chair to face a side monitor, which displayed a rapidly scrolling page of schematics. Left, about three feet, she yelled. Square metal control panel. Red leapt and tackled a stack of crates away from the wall, revealing the panel in question. He reached under his jacket and removed a sturdy blade. He jammed it behind the panel plate and threw his shoulder against the hilt. Slowly, the plate was dislodged and, finding a grip with his fingers, he wrenched it free. He stumbled back. He was getting groggy. He struck himself in the face, hard, and reeling forward he speared his entire hand into the newly formed hole and closed his fist around a mess of wires. No time to get fancy. With a shout he pulled, gasping from the strain, and managed to tear away a tangled mesh of rubber and metal, leaving an exposed clump of cable. He drove his blade into it and collapsed as he nearly electrocuted himself while shorting out the system. A moment passed, and there was the sound of a thunk as the barrier locks released. Brett, Badger, you have to raise it. It won't come up by itself. Yeah, Red stammered, his words beginning to slur. I know. I... Whoa. Balance is a bitch. He stumbled forward, falling to his knees by the door. His arms fell as he reached forward, fumbling for any semblance of a grip on the smooth steel. He took a couple of deep breaths and began to cough and hack and wheeze. Burn something! she yelled. You'll either set off the sprinklers and that will clear the air some, or you'll clear some of the gas. No. <clears throat> time! Red coughed. It was time to break some rules. No names, no powers, nothing to link them to the theft. That had been the key. But they had been stopped in their tracks and they were dying. It was worth the risk, and on the off chance something was watching them, Red prayed this was small enough to escape notice. Still, he had to be sure. He had to. He glanced to his right and saw Bella lying motionless on the ground. To hell with it! He heard himself say. He heard himself snarl as small, pointed, and ultra-dense claws sprang from the tips of his gloves. He thrust his fingers under the door, heard the metal squeal in protest, and he dug his fingertips beneath the bottom. He hopped to his feet, and with a low groan that slowly crescendoed into a scream, he pulled himself up, and with him came the door. He managed to bring it up, waist-high, and prop it open with a toppled crate. He rolled out, coughing and shaking his head, on all fours, his chest heaving. 
The gas, which had begun to saturate the room, flooded out into the hall. In moments, the haze of the room became clearer, though much of the faintly vanilla odor and effect of the Ermion lingered in the air. The alarm continued to blare. Get up! Red shook with a start, struggling to come to his feet. It's time to move, Vicky urged him, her voice sounding hoarse. There's still gas in there, enough to keep everyone knocked out. The stem shots won't do the others any good till it's cleared out, and it's just building in the hallway now, too. Y you don't see a fan in there, do you? Give me a time, Happy, he growled, shaking his head. We're on the clock here. It's ten minutes until the new guard shift, less for the current crew to rush to your location. Can you drag the desk out into the hall so I can hack at it? Red took a deep breath and ran into the vault. He skidded to a halt by the desk and shoved at it. He might as well have been shoving the SunTrust building. <laughs> no can do. Blow it apart? This isn't a door. Who'll wreck your MacGuffin? Hack it apart. With what? Your claws! It's solid steel, woman. Damn it, we need a mage here, now. Get someone. Who? She shouted back. Well, name me one. I don't know anybody nearer than Savannah. Then get your ass in here. Wiggle your nose, teleport, whatever it is you do, but I... We need you here, now. And without the mystical landing pad, I become a thin smear of pink goo on the floor. Good one. Great solution. She'd try it anyway. She would, if she didn't already know what always happened. Send Herb? He'd never dig there in time. Okay. Red panted, sinking to his knees, placing his face close to the ground, where the air was clearer. Okay. Think. Think. We need to get into this desk, and we need to clear this area of gas. And we need to do it ten minutes ago. Vicky cursed and lurched to her feet, too frantic to simply sit still in her chair. Okay, you were right. I should be there. If I was in that room, I could clear it, and I could hack that damn desk. She sobbed a little. If I was only there. If you... What? If I was there. You were right. I was wrong. You moron. I... 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 The last words came out as a sad little squeak. I'm just so damn scared. I heard you. Red grunted, and he began to crawl towards the door. What if you had no reason to be? What if you... He paused as he rolled out into the hallway. No reason to be what? Scared? Gee, that would be nice. Maybe when pigs flew. No reason to be there? I had nothing to lose. What are you talking about? Vicky demanded. It had to be the gas. It was making him babble. No risk. Well, to you anyway. Jeannie coughed and startled. He felt something wet splat against the inside of his hood. He pulled it up and felt about his mouth. Sticky. He drew his hand up and saw the blood. 
so much for non-lethal. It looked like Verd had gotten in here. Easiest way to turn non into lethal? Pump up the dosage. No other change required. Not a lot of time here, Appy, so tell it to me straight. Can you take me over? She felt as if she'd been sucker-punched. You mean body surf? Uh, that's really unethical. Except with consent. Uh, yes, but... Jeebus, Vic. That's dangerous. Gray hopped up onto the desk and stared at her with eyes the size of his food bowl. To you, I mean. He knows shit about the risk. It's easy enough, she lied. Well, it wasn't exactly a lie. The enchantment was easy. It was the fallout that was hard. The spell is easy, fast. It's dangerous, though. Really dangerous. Well, no shit, Red thought. Remember the last time? Remember? No. No, don't think about it. Don't just... Just... His head was spinning. He slapped himself hard, just enough for one more moment of clarity. There wasn't a choice. To hell with the consequences. He needed to let her do this or they were dead. He swung his head to the side and caught a blurred picture of his team lying there, helpless, and again, his eyes locked on the still form of Bella. She was dying. Bella was dying. Do it! Red screamed. <laughs>